0: Hello, Saints, and welcome back to our podcast, Returning to the Heart of Jesus. I'm Bill Wegner. I'm your host for today, and it's a great blessing for me to be here with you. Uh, So let's begin as we begin all good things in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, O Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. So this is uh, the third and maybe final part of uh, my story, my conversion story, the, uh, the the testimony that I've been sharing with you for the last uh, couple of weeks. So uh, when I was talking to you last time, I was I was telling you that I had been, uh, even though I was the general manager of a major hotel, I I. Um, I, I did some really very very foolish things, and uh, one of the foolish things that I did was I got involved with a, another guy, uh, and we did illegal gambling, and uh, you know I I, I, I just kind of say this, it was uh, very dangerous to do that, and I don't mean like you're going to get killed, but it was very dangerous because the uh, back then the law in the state of New Jersey was if you got caught. Um, Gambling like that, illegally, being a bookie or whatever you want to call it, uh, there was a, a minimum of one year in prison. And uh, so, I, you know, thinking back on that, I was like, I can't believe how ridiculously stupid that was and I was. Um, and the only reason, and, I, and I'm going to say this again, I absolutely loved taking the bets. Sometimes we'd have twenty or $30,000 bet on a football game. And it was, I'm going to say this, I loved it. It was very, very exciting. Very exciting. Whether you won or you lost, it was very exciting. And uh, I would have continued to do that, except that I got transferred. I got transferred from New Jersey uh, to run a hotel on a temporary basis up in the Boston area of Massachusetts. And I stopped doing the gambling. I stopped doing that. Uh, my friend um, who I told you about he not only did he continue to do that but he also got involved in other stuff he got involved in selling drugs and and so on and so forth and uh, he eventually got caught he was arrested he was arrested in the very same hotel that I used to work at when I met him and um, they they kind of made an example of him they gave him Uh, 25 years to life in prison in New Jersey and it was was like a death sentence for him Um, and uh, he died he actually died in prison Uh, I I visited him a couple times and uh, it it was it was bad it was very very bad you know I always had that thought I wonder if I was still around um, if I would have been involved in stuff like that if I would have been that stupid to do that kind of stuff and maybe the answer to that would have been yes, but you know, I talked about in the beginning of, of the episode before this is that uh, sometimes when you write out certain things that happen in your life and you look and you see and you observe and you remember where God was in that, I have to say, I think God was in this one. He was in the transfer to Massachusetts. and. Uh, I was living. I'm gonna tell you this. I was living the party life. There was there was no doubt about it. Drinking and running around with women, doing all that kind of stuff. I was living like I I think about it. I was living like a pagan. And uh, the only stable thing in my life was uh, my two kids. I saw them all the time. I I either flew home from Massachusetts to New Jersey to spend the weekend with them, or they came up. And spend the weekend with me at the hotel, and so on and so forth. And they still have great memories of that. And it was it was a fun time for for all of us. Well, um, the the really wonderful thing about this is that I met my wife Cheryl there, and and we we've kidded over the years that uh, I I always say that oh you worked for me, honey, and she always says no. No, we work together. And I say, no, no, I could fire you. You couldn't fire me. So we, we, just, we just kid each other about all that stuff. And it was, I, I remember I had a secretary. And, uh, you know, was a, I was, a, like I said, I was a little crazy. And my secretary, her name was Mary, she said to me, uh, why don't you go out and why don't you date uh, Cheryl? who's a night order, I said, are you kidding me? I would never want to date Cheryl. She's the kind of girl you wind up marrying. And uh, I guess that was true. (laughs) huh? And uh, Cheryl and I began a relationship, and I remember remember meeting her parents for the first time. Now, I'm going to say this to you. Um, Here I was, 10 years older than Cheryl, divorced and uh, had two children, and I guess for some reason her parents did not think I was a great prize, and I remember because, again, I don't always, back then anyway, think about the ramifications of what I do or, or say. I remember meeting her parents for the second time and saying to them, Cheryl and I are in love. We're going to move to New Jersey and get married." And I remember her father, her father Doug, just standing up from the chair that he was on and getting right in my face and saying this, over my dead body. Isn't that a great introduction to the family? And uh, my thought was, because I'm such a wise guy, my thought was, after he said over my dead body, my thought was, well, where I come from, that can be arranged. And, uh, but I didn't say that, thank God. I, thank God I didn't say that to him. Well, Cheryl and I did move to New Jersey, and we did get married, and we began our life together. And uh, it, was a little, it was a little rough. It was a little rough in the beginning. Uh, we were really... Uh, looked at life. A, a little bit differently. We had a lot of things, a lot of wonderful things in common, but we looked at life in in a, a little bit di- different way. And uh, Cheryl wanted to have babies right away. She wanted to have. I think it was because I was ten years older than her, and she, she, she thought maybe I was old and decrepit, and that I better reproduce right away. Because, you know, she would say things like, "God, you know, I don't have the same experience. You remember the Beatles." I'm like, oh my goodness! You know, I didn't know that made me old, but uh, we we started our life right away. We had no God in our life. Now you have to remember this. Uh, Cheryl was uh, uh, raised in the in the a Protestant denomination. Her father was a musician, um, part-time musician. He he played at their church, and Cheryl also was a musician and singer, and and uh, they did all the the folk masses were very big back then. And, uh, but the father, her father, Doug, had a falling out with the pastor, and for whatever reason, they stopped going to church, and Cheryl was a, a young teenager. So we got married. We decided that we would get married in a park in New Jersey, and we uh, hired a minister from some denomination I never heard of, and he, was, uh, he, he performed the, the ceremony at this chapel in a park. And we, as I said, we started our life together, and it was a little—it was, it was a little rocky, but uh, it was real interesting. It was real interesting because I, after, after uh, I got married, I left the hotel business. Why did I do that? Well, because uh, it wasn't a great place uh, to work in the hotel business, the way I was as a general manager and stuff, and be a married man. So I I left that, and. uh, I went into the real estate business. I uh, I had my real estate license for years before I did that, never used it for anything. And uh I, I, I went into the real estate business and I threw myself into into real estate. Just just threw myself. I had no money and uh I had I had no experience, but I just I just wanted to be a success. I really needed to be a success for my wife and for our baby, our new baby that was on the way. And uh, I I just, like I said, I mean, I was consumed by real estate. And you know, I did a lot of stuff, good stuff, good stuff, hard working stuff and started to become, you know, pretty uh, successful in it. But I have to tell you, for the first year or even the first year and a half, two years, it was such an unbelievable. Struggle. Uh, we had a baby girl, and then uh, 16 months later, we had another baby, another baby girl, and uh, it, it was it was a it was good times. No money, <laughs> no money, but good times. And uh, I started to uh, I got into business with family members, and uh, it it was good. It was it was really good. And then eventually, I opened my own company. Uh, we bought a house. Uh, we were established in, in our town that we're still in, and uh, things things were good. I, I decided, uh, because I was a teacher and all that, I ran for uh, the Board of Education in my town after a while as a business owner and as a former teacher, and I got elected, and uh, I served for three years on the Board of Education, two of those years as president, and uh, so it, it was just, it was a good, good time in life except I will say this I was enjoying the life. Cheryl was home with two babies, no support system. We, she was 300 miles from her family. Uh, my family was just doing their own thing uh, she had no friends she had we had we had responsibilities for, for uh, two of my children from the first marriage. It was a tough time for her. But I was more, much more focused on what I was doing. Um, I was out sometimes four or five, six nights a week and uh, going to board meetings and, and all, all kinds of, you know, going to, for listings and sales or reviewing contracts. And I was, I was just out there, active. And she was home with two babies, both in diapers at, at one time. And uh, every now and then she never complained. She 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 never said to me, why are you doing this? But every now and then she would say, are you going out again tonight? And I was was like very defensive about that. And I actually said this to her, do you think I'm doing this for me? I'm doing this for you and the children to build a life for us. That was just a crock. I was doing it for me because that's what I love. That's what I love—the prestige of being on the board of men, being a business owner, doing this and that, uh, selling houses. And it was—it was—it uh, was all for me. Now Cheryl, she got—I don't know if the right word is desperate—but she got so desperate, and she had such a heart from from when she was a little girl. She had such a heart for God that she decided. and and we have to go take a step back when it came time for our our firstborn our firstborn baby to be baptized we decided that we would go and try to find ourselves a church so we went to every church under the sun Um, every sunday we went to a different place we would go to the uh evangelical church we would we would go to the to the uh all the mainline Protestant churches Methodist and Presbyterian and so on every now and then we'd throw in a Catholic church uh, we would go to churches that you know they had great music ministries they had a band you know and I'm I wasn't used to that of course you know and uh, we went to the church of what's happening we went every place every place um finally finally I said to Cheryl I said honey I'm very happy find a church that's for sure but i have to say this to you i am catholic i've been raised catholic my whole life i cannot join a different denomination i just can't just doesn't feel right now please don't think that's so wonderful i wasn't planning on actually going to the catholic church i just wanted to join it so that my little girl could get baptized. Well, we found a, we found a church close to us, um, and Cheryl and I still joke about this. I liked it because it was Catholic. Cheryl liked it because, like in her Protestant church when she was growing up, after the service, they served coffee and donuts. So, we were both attracted to that place, and uh, we went there. It was, it was a wonderful, wonderful parish. We wound up having both of our both of our children baptized there. Cheryl joined a group. Um, she joined a group of women, uh, a renew group, and uh, boy, oh boy, she just you know she would go and be with them. Became a prayer group uh, on the charismatic side of a prayer group. Boy, she just and and here's how uh, they evangelized her. Is this, how this group evangelized her, which is basic definition of evangelization they loved her into the catholic church they never said to her you need to be catholic you need to be this you need to be that Um, there was maybe 12 of them at the height of it and they were just loving caring kind beautiful wonderful catholic women and they just they loved her right into the church and she said to me she said to me, and she, she got a spiritual director, a, a, a wonderful uh, Sister of Mercy, uh, Sister Kathy, and uh, she became her spiritual director, Cheryl. And uh, she said to me, I, 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 want, I want to go to RCIA, and I want to come into the Catholic Church. And you know, my response to that is, boy, that's great. You go ahead and do that as long as I don't have to do anything. I don't care. And you can go to church every week and take the girls, and uh, you know what? I'll be uh, at work or playing golf or doing something like that. Cheryl was was interested in her spirituality. I was interested in making money. That's what it was all about for me, okay? And uh, so, <laughs> so we. Uh, I'll never forget because uh, Cheryl decided she 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 went into RCIA. She took. Uh, my daughter Amy, our daughter Amy, from my first marriage with her and uh, picked her up every single meeting and, and uh, session and brought her there and you know Amy had been baptized and that's pretty much it and uh, Amy came into the church and she's still a good faithful Catholic to, to today and uh, I, I, I made the big sacrifice, I stayed home and watched our two kids. Well, she, Cheryl did all of that stuff. Sister Kathy told her she has to do a couple of things, right? Um, She has to get an annulment. I have to get an annulment of my marriage. And uh, then she has to get her marriage blessed in the church, in the Catholic church. And uh, Cheryl, Cheryl's just wonderful. She just, she loves me so much. I remember she told me the story. She said to Sister Kathy, she said, and, and, uh, and what about Bill? And uh, sister said to her, hello. She said, uh, oh, Cheryl, I don't hold out much hope for Bill. <laughs> I said it to her a couple years ago, because she knows what I do now and everything. And she goes, I never said that. I said, yeah, I think you did, sister. I think you did. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to continue this uh, to the third part uh, in in our next episode. So uh, I'm going to end it here. So God bless you. Thank you for watching and listening uh, uh, for our our podcast, and and, uh, we'll bring it to a conclusion in our next episode. So let's end with prayer as we always do. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you all. Please always remember Jesus loves you. And so do I. Thank you.